Welcome to No, no Ordinary, Ordinary Women. Women. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> the podcast where two ordinary broads chat about extraordinary women, the good, the bad, and, and the batshit crazy. You know, after a year of doing that, I still can't remember what the intro is because <laughs> you always do it. And I, I know I just have to speak up for that one part. Oh, my God. Rose. I know. I'm the one that's supposed to forget everything, not you. Well. So, Rose, I'm Lynn. Hi. <laughs> I am Lynn. <laughs> We're a little punchy. We're both very tired. It's the night before Thanksgiving. Turkey Eve. And even though Rose does nothing on Thanksgiving. Excuse me. I do both... run a turkey trot. And I'm in charge of the centerpieces. Oh. Which is a very important job. <laughs> Did you make them this year? I made them last year, and I still have them from last year, so I just have to put them together. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I somehow managed to, in my big-ass family gathering, to do um, the sweet potatoes, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing, and the cranberry sauce. Huh. So what's everyone else do? <laughs> I'm like, how did, how did that happen? What? I don't understand how it happened. Like, well, because I always do the sweet potatoes and the mashed potatoes, always. And then I realized nobody signed up for cranberry sauce. And I have a really good recipe for cranberry sauce. Y'all, it's the most simple cranberry sauce. It's like diced up pears, two diced up pears, a bag of fresh cranberries, a cup of water, and a half a cup of either honey or agave nectar. And that's it. And then I throw some cinnamon sticks in it, which makes it really good. And that's it. And you, you, let, it, you let it boil. And then you oh. let it reduce it down. And Isn't it supposed to be like gelatin, though? No. No. We, no. That, that's the canned stuff. Oh. No. It's like saucy. I mean, it's thick and it's like like thick. But, man, I can eat that stuff for every meal. Oh, and good. it's really pretty healthy because it's agave nectar and not sugar. Yeah. And so I love it. So that, I've already made that. Um, but I, then I noticed nobody signed up for stuffing. And, like, I've always felt like the person who makes the turkey makes the stuffing, but now everyone's afraid to put the sur- the stuffing in the turkey. They say it's not safe, which, my God, we've been doing it for years, people. It's the best way to have stuffing. It's so freaking it's good. It's so weird. Why isn't it safe if the turkey's cooked? Well, if you cook it correctly, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, needless to say, um, nobody signed up for stuffing. So, one so year— So, what did anybody sign up for? I have I Well, Mary's making two, like, fresh salads, like a— a really nice like sauteed kale and Who a carrot salad. salad. I know, but you gotta have some like No, you don't actually. <laughs> Rose Thirty-eight wants... years of no salad on Thanksgiving. Rose wants here. carbs. No, the 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 carrot salad she makes it's like raw carrots and it's got herbs and feta in it. It's That's actually disgusting. really good. I like mashed potatoes, turkey stuffing, all covered in gravy, mm-hmm. and then a big piece of pumpkin pie with. You don't have sweet potatoes. Oh, yeah, and Andy makes, like, a Cool Whip, uh, a, cool whip. Cool <laughs> a sweet whip? potato casserole. Yeah. I'll eat that, too. All carbs and, and some meat. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if I'll eat the meat, but... And then I feel sick as a dog after. I know. And then I wait till I feel le- a little less sick, and then I eat a big piece of pumpkin pie. Yeah, so I, I'm making... Yeah, so I started making the stuffing this afternoon, so we'll see. But we are doing a twofer today, you guys. Two episodes in one sitting, so if we get a little punchy by the end, you know why. <laughs> so um, our drink of the week is a nice easy one since we're both very stressed even though Rose's not doing anything. Um, and <laughs> I said I am. I'm making the centerpiece. Yeah, whatever. And I'm running a turkey trot. Uh, so am I. I know. I'm making you. Rose talked me into running a race, you guys. Yeah. I don't typically run unless somebody's chasing me, and depending on who the person is, I let them catch me. <laughs> but this time, no, I'm running. And then I told my daughter, 
um, that I was running in the race tomorrow morning. And she said, I refuse to be part of a family who runs races on Thanksgiving (laughs) Thanksgiving. morning. I was like, same girl. It's a lot of fun. And then you feel good after. And then you can eat some turkey. I know. I wanted to go to the gym today, but they're just the time got away from me. Yeah. So no gym for Lynn. It'll be fine. We can walk. We can run. Yeah. I'll I'll go to the gym on Saturday morning. Are you doing that race on Saturday morning? No, I, nobody wanted to do it with me. I know. I think I'm going to go out to Gordonsville instead. They're having a, a vendor event, and the lady that I love that sells the lotions and stuff is going to be there. So the other race in. that Lynn's talking about is on Saturday morning at a brewery. And it doesn't even start till like 1030, which is my – that's my kind of race, first of all. Before it starts, you have to drink a cup of um, – Cider? Cider. <laughs> You sure before you start? Yeah. Oh. The, so it's like step one is like you drink a cup of cider before you start. Uh-huh. Um, and then I don't – the race is not very long. I don't even think it's a mile. No, it's like 1.7 oh, kilometers or oh, something. Really? <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> and then the next stop you have to eat a donut. You have to eat the entire donut. And then the third stop was – Bacon. Bacon. You have to eat two pieces of bacon. And then the fourth stop you throw up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like uh, it sounds. It's the the. See, I thought you and Jenny would be in on that one. It's called the Underachievers yeah. race or something. Which I, I mean, it sounds so much fun. I definitely would love to do that, but I really want to do this other thing. So, so Rose. Yeah, it's probably better anyway. Who are you telling us about? Bitch? Oh, I forgot I had a story to tell today. Yeah, I thought we were just drinking and chatting. Well, we could do that too. You probably know this story. Rose, do you remember? Is this one about my, me? No. Your mom. Your mom. Your sister? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you remember a few years ago, the astronaut who drove (gasps) in a diaper from Houston to Orlando? Yes, you're doing her. Oh, my God. That was fucking nuts. I was like, you know, it is crazy, but it's really smart. (laughs) (laughs) I know it is. (laughs) That's what I'm going to do from now on when I go to sleep. Just wear a diaper. Diapers, so you don't have to get up. That's you know, a good idea. that's what happens is like last night I was up from like two thirty to four. And then I usually get up at five if I'm gonna work out. And then by at five I couldn't get up because I was exhausted because I had just been up for like two hours. Why were you awake? Because I get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Oh, and then you or like, go back like to sleep. last night Chris woke me up because he was snoring. And so I hit him to stop snoring and I had to go to the bathroom. If I wake up I have to go to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom, came back, and then I was like wide awake, couldn't go to sleep. And then I'm thinking of all the horrible oh. things in my life. <laughs> and it's so much worse in the middle of the night. Oh, I know. Absolutely. There's no reasoning. There's like absolutely no reasoning. Can you um, – do you – I when I do that, if I start reading, then I'm fine. Well, that's why I need to get a book. Yeah, because but you that will make me go to sleep. Well, it would be a picture book. Oh, okay. Like one of Lily's picture books. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good idea because that would knock me out. Yeah, it'll get you right back to sleep. That's why I don't read because I start reading and I immediately fall asleep. Yeah, within two pages. I'm <laughs> yeah. the same way. I'm the same way. Um, but it helps me to go to sleep. So, all right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm, I'm excited. All right. Touching down in Orlando just after 1 a.m., Colleen Shipman faced an unexpected snag. Her bags were delayed by nearly two and a half hours at 1 a.m. Oh, my God. And so she decided to wait it out. Oblivious to the fact that she had company, someone in a hooded trench coat, round-rimmed red glasses, rolled-up blue jeans, black sneakers, and a black wig, discreetly keeping keeping an eye on her. 
The airport was eerily quiet with it, very few people around. Would you wait if your bags were late at 1 a.m.? Would you wait two and a half, two hours? But where was she going? Home or she? Yeah, she was home. Oh, fuck no. She had no. just flown in. Fuck no. I'd be like, you're going to deliver them to my house. I'm like, but I guess like, I, I don't know. Well, but here's the thing. It depends on how far away. Like, if she was, like, an hour from her house, that's, that might be a reason. No, but but no, they'll deliver it no matter what. But what probably happened was she was standing at the carousel, standing at the carousel, standing at the carousel. And then, like, what the heck's going on? And then an hour later, and then and she, it was yeah, like, it's going to be, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. So they were probably, like, shorthanded on, like, baggage handlers. And so... So maybe she didn't know it was going to be two like, hours. Like, it just kept, like, it was... It was 30 minutes, and then it was 45 minutes, yeah. and then it was an hour, and people were like, what the hell? The last time I flew, um, oh, when I went into Germany, my bag, my bags took so long. Everybody was standing there forever. People were like, what the hell is going on? When I flew into Munich, it took forever for our bags to really? come. I landed, and I think it was like 45 minutes or an hour before our bags came around the turn. What turn the hell? Cell. I have no idea what happened, but... At that doing? time of night, maybe they were short-staffed or something. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it came in on another plane. Oh. Why? So that's why she might have known that it was two hours. I don't know. You know bags sometimes get put on the wrong plane. I know, but I feel like if that's the case, they just say, we'll deliver them to you. Oh, I don't know. She Anyway, she decided to wait for him. So around 3.30, Colleen decided to board an empty shuttle bus. She had gotten her bags. Destined for the parking lot. Little did she know her peculiar observer was still lurking, waiting to get her alone. And she, and she didn't see this person. She didn't see this okay. person, no. The woman tailed Colleen, decked out in such an eccentric getup that Colleen couldn't resist gawking. So when she got on the, the shuttle, shuttle with her, she was like, what the fuck is that lady wearing? Yeah. <laughs> she, she disembarked at Colleen's stop, and as Colleen headed to her car, she could hear the woman tailing her. And it's... It's completely dark. It's just the two of them alone. So Colleen starts walking faster and faster, and oh my God, she like can hear the lady yet. like walking behind her. Like she can, she's so close she can hear her pants. Oh like, no! Yeah. Uh-uh. That's this is freaking me out, Rose. I'm gonna have bad dreams. God so Colleen it. starts running to her car, oh. and the woman she can hear her running behind her. Like, oh no! Her. <laughs> and she like jumps in her car, slams the door, and locks it. And the woman, and then as soon as she locked it, the woman's hand was on the handle, like trying <gasps> to open the door. Oh, my God. This, don't you have nightmares like this? I do. Yes. I totally do. I'm all stressed out now. I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> the woman starts banging on the window like crazy and, and screaming. And she just had this, like, unhinged look in her uh, in her eyes. And she oh was like, God. what the fuck is happening? Then suddenly she completely, her demeanor completely changed. And she starts pleading with Colleen for help, saying that she was supposed to meet her boyfriend here and, and he was going to pick her up, but he didn't show up. Can Colleen please give her a ride just no, to the parking office? No, ma'am. Because it was so late and it was dark. No, ma'am. And Colleen... Oh, no, Rose. ...is like, well, she luckily she says no. She's <sighs> like, I'm not giving you a ride, but I will go to the parking office and, and have somebody come pick you up and let them know you need help. That's, that, was, that was a smart move. And then smart the woman's move. like, can I just use your cell phone? And oh, Colleen's no. like, no, you can't. No. It's dead. No. Nope. It, and I would have been like, no, you can't. Like, I don't care if it's dead or not. Sorry. I'm not sorry. First of all, the <laughs> fact that she was even talking to this woman. Yeah, after the woman was after enraged. After she chased yeah. her, I would have been fucking out of there. I would have been like, oh, bye-bye. Sorry. So sorry. Colleen, um, the woman continues like, 
talk trying to talk to her, but she's like pretending like the woman's like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Mm-hmm. And so Colleen cracks her nope. window open a, a tad bit and the woman sprays her with pepper spray. <gasps> and so Colleen takes off and I guess she went to the parking office. Dri- and... Driving through a parking lot where she can't see. Yeah. That's even better. <laughs> right. Yeah, true. <laughs> I guess it's a, she's getting away from her. So, like... <laughs> so shortly after, the police apprehended Lisa Nowak when she was caught Attempting to dispose of a bag. Uh, big whack. She's a whack-a-doodle. <laughs> she, she's We're going to change her name. She's a yes whack. Yeah, she is a big whack. <laughs> <laughs> she was um, trying to dispose of a bag containing a loaded BB gun and the wig she was wearing. Oh, is she going to kill, kill a squirrel? Well, so she says, um, so she, she had another bag on her with a steel mallet and a four-inch buck knife. And when the police questioned her about why she had all these weapons, she claimed that she wasn't going to harm Colleen. She just wanted to talk to her. And she was going to use those things to intimidate her into talking. Oh, yeah. I just want to talk. So and if she if she um, if she if Colleen resisted, she was going to use the BB gun to coerce her into talking. So she's just going to shoot her in the leg. Be like, you need to listen. You need to talk to me. My brother, very suspicious, Rose. My brother Chad used to shoot my brother Canela with a BB gun. Like, he'd be like, we'd be on the beach and he'd be like, dance, dance, and shoot the BB gun at his <gasps> legs. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what happens Your when you don't brother. have supervision. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Therapy session 964. <laughs> <laughs> Your poor little brother. Your poor brother. Older brother. He's like... Well, yeah, and my brother used to shoot me on the beach. I know. The therapist's like, what? (laughs) Yeah, that's like the least offensive thing in our life. (laughs) Right. And she's like, oh, we can bypass that. This is nothing. Let's go go to the real stuff. (laughs) You're fine. So she offered no rationale for carrying the knife, hammer. She had a knife, hammer, rubber tubing, and plastic gloves in her bag. Rubber tubing? What was she going to do, inject her? Die off her arm to give her, to draw blood? Police discovered bondage photos and drawings on a computer desk in Lisa's car featuring images of a nude woman. But they didn't know who the woman was or, like, why she had it. But they think, like, maybe she was using that as, like, an um, example of how to, like, tie Colleen up. Or... Oh, my God. Could she leave any more evidence? No shit. <laughs> like, and she planned this. I'm like... You didn't do a very good job. Like, she had to buy a ticket because she lived in Houston. Lisa lives in Houston. Oh, my God. So how this all started, back in, 20, back in 2004, Lisa Nowak and Bill, I can't, I'm going to struggle to say this, Ophelin, 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 Ophelin? No, I don't know. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> O-E, you may be right. O-E-F-E-L-E-I-N. L-E-I-N. So it's lean, L-E-I-N. Opheline, you're probably right. Uh, oh that's really God. funny. I just totally <laughs> pulled that out of my asshole for all you. Started an affair, while, and they were both married to other people. Uh-oh. And had been, they had each been married for 16 years at that point. Uh, so wait, Lisa. Lisa, the one that was attacking yeah. Pauline. And Bill And this guy, Bill. Had an affair, okay. We're having an affair, um, Lisa was a mother to a 12-year-old son and twin three-year-old daughters, and Bill had a 14-year-old son and a 10-year-old daughter. Both were serving in the Navy, holding the rank of commander. Their paths frequent, 
frequently crossed as astronauts working and training together inside the Johnson Space Center in Houston. They even endured an 11-day stint in Canada engaged in cold-weather survival training. Hmm. Meanwhile, their domestic lives crumbled. In 2005, Bill's wife, Michaela, divorced him. Probably because he found, she found out he was having an affair. Yeah. Lisa and her husband, Richard, also decided to separate with the intention of divorcing in early 2007. Once Bill found himself single, he relocated to an apartment and handed Lisa a key. They both, they shared both work and leisure time, participating in the same cycling team and training together for races. And they had like a really intense, highly secretive affair because they were working together. So I, I don't think that. But they were both commanders. They were at the same rank. So. Yeah, but I, I don't think that they were supposed to be. What is it called? Um, fraternizing. Fraternizing. Bumping uglies. Yeah. Putting the salami in the bun. They still have that rule in workplaces? Yeah, you, no can, you can put the salami in the bun. Oh, you can? Yeah. Okay. You can still fraternize. You can't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Maybe because they, I don't know. I mean, it was NASA, so. It was a NASA? <laughs> I mean, if you're an you're a, um, astronaut, you got to be, like, straight-laced, you know? can't be banging you anybody. you dick in your pants. Yeah. I mean, you don't want like rule number one. <laughs> you don't want two astronauts no having an affair. Of the spacesuits. <laughs> like send them and up to space. Don't pretend that because of lack of gravity, you bumped into her do ass. Do you think anybody's had sex in space? Of course they have, Rose. How do you know? People don't go up to space for that long and not do something. Come what? on. How does that work? I want to see. Do you think there's like? I bet you could space Google porn? it right now. I bet you could Google it. You Google it. No, you no, Google no, it. No, you Google it. I don't want it on my computer. No, it's going to be. No, because my Google oh, so you're, goes to, to my work. work. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. And then I, next thing I know, I get an astronauts email from having IT. Sex in Please space. come to HR on Monday morning. Do astronauts have sex in space? IT asking, would probably think it was really comma, interesting. Asking for a friend. <laughs> this is not Lynn asking this question. <laughs> I bet they, IT would be like, oh, my God, that's a good question, Lynn. I'm like, it was research for my podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the complications arose in November of 2006 when Bill crossed paths with Colleen Shipman, who was 29. Bill was... What you got to think got to be so complicated. Bill was 39. I don't know the words and it's anticipated. Go ahead. Bill was... No, Bill was 41 at this point, and Colleen's, or 40, and Colleen was 29. Oh, my God. I know. So. Highway rapery. <laughs> highway rapery. <laughs> I think that's highway robbery. <laughs> highway rapery. That's a new term. <laughs> I'm here all week. So he met Colleen during a tra- training mission at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Colleen was employed by the Air Force. To test hardware for space flights. I bet she was. And she was attractive and petite, but also brimming with energy, earning her the nickname Little General from the neighbors who admired her. I bet she was testing some hardware for <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Bill's hardware. She's like, excuse me, sir. Can I please test your hardware? 
a graduate of Penn State University with degrees in German and chemical engineering, Colleen and Bill, despite the geographical distance, made an effort to spend weekends together and swiftly fell in love. Aww. So he's still seeing Lisa at this point. And Lisa, I mean, Slime bag. Lisa's leaving her husband, left her husband for him. Oh, my God. Yeah. So during Bill's December shuttle mission, Colleen sent him an email from Earth to outer space with a subject line that Bully declared, I need a rubdown. <laughs> Will you have? Will have to control myself when I see you. First urge will be to rip your clothes off, throw you on the ground, and love the hell out of you. Does that make you uncomfortable? It, it makes me long for an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't she know that he's going to be dirty? He hasn't had a full blown shower. He's going to be whatever. She's going to put her face all in his nether Ew, regions yeah, after he has a either, right? I don't know. I don't know how that works. I feel like they're... How could you shower? The water... Where does the water go? Like, I mean, you probably do sponge baths and stuff. A lot of dry shampoo. How does the water work? But you know the crevices are getting nasty. Oh, my God. All these things. See, we can look up that. I can look up how do you shower in space. I can look that up. That's less... And then just slowly (laughs) let it lead you to (laughs) having sex in space. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. How do you shower... I just feel like it would be very difficult to have sex in space. <laughs> the first thing I said, how do you shower in? It said college. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. On the ISS, I don't know what that is, astronauts do not shower, but rather use liquid soap, water, and rinseless shampoo. They squeeze liquid soap and water from pouches onto their skin. They then use a rinseless soap with little water to clean their hair. They use towels to wipe off the excess water. No. That means the mm. crevices are getting gross. No, nope. I couldn't go to space. Nope. Damn it. I was going to become an astronaut. Oh, there's a video on how to shower in space. I'm oh. not watching that. <laughs> Come on, Lynn. No. Is there a video on how to have sex in space? I'm not looking that up, Rose. <laughs> All right. I'll look it up. Do ash. Oh. 100% yes. Not get taller in space? Have sex in space. It came right up. NASA insists that no humans have had sex in space, and American astronauts famously avoid the topic. Oh, that's... You know, Rose, you absolutely know they're having sex. The few experiments that have been conducted on space sex focused on animals, not humans. So nobody's going to admit they did it because they're not allowed to. What is masturbating and sex like in outer space? I guess you could masturbate all you want. Has anyone ever done it while on the ISS? <laughs> That's the International Space Station. Oh, okay. I'm sure people have. And they gloat about, I'm the one that did it. They're like, okay. Well, but so like, then you, have like, to have, you have to masturbate. Aren't they up there for a long time sometimes? Yeah, but I mean, I feel like, so, like, when they ejaculate, does the sperm, like, bounce around the air in little pellets like in little things because it's the gravity little balls of sperm are dancing around <laughs> oh my god that'd be so disgusting <laughs> you're walking around and one splats you in the head you're like what the fuck was that and then you're like something about mary all in your hair yeah no thanks there's no all way right. that people haven't done it this guy says as there will be no gravity in the case of men while masturbating we may not put the same effort as on earth and the important thing is that they use the suction pipes to pee. So when coming to masturbation, they have to put the same suction pipe onto the organ. And in that case, it is not easy to do. Yeah, because they can't just like... Well, because they can't 
Yeah, just because it'll just ejaculate. bounce around. Right. It'll just bounce around the room. I wonder who the first person to find that out was. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God, it's everywhere. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? His spacesuit was all stiff when he got out of it. <laughs> it, like, stood up by itself. <laughs> they were like, oh, I see. I see what's happened here. Unbelievable. Oh, wait, here. They are prohibited, but they do not always follow the rules. These guys tend to be cowboys and think the rules don't apply to them. Absolutely, I agree. This was a huge problem with U.S. astronaut Scott Kelly. He spent over 500 days in space, was incredibly talented, but was also known for masturbating compulsively. (laughs) It started discreetly with pocket pool, but by the end of the tour, he was just whipping it out and flogging it every day. It got so bad that NASA called him back before his mission was supposed to end. I don't think that's true. Do you think, like, they're not going to call him back because he's masturbating? Well, it's, I mean, you have to remember, it's like. It's not like you're calling me down the hall. No, but everything they do is on camera. So he just probably was, like, trying to do it discreetly. And he's like, fuck it, they're going to watch it. And so all these people had to watch it. So they probably had to call him back because, like, wouldn't that be some sort of, like, um, workplace harassment if you had to sit and watch this guy jack off, like, four times a day? I mean, I would do it and get paid for it. I'd be more than happy to do it. I'd be like, I'd be cheering him on. I'd be like, go, 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 go. Wait, here's one that actually says he he masturbated on the space station. I don't want to know about masturbation. I want to know if they had sex, Rose. Masturbation is sex, Lynn. No, it's sex not. Sex with yourself. Soaking is not sex either, FYI. Well, I guess it is. What so. is soaking? Oh, when you just stick it in and don't move? Yeah, and somebody else moves the bed. Oh, my God. Isn't that, what was what movie was that in? Um, no, it was in that show, um, that really funny show oh my called God, the, jury. What was that? the Jury. Oh, yeah, The Jury. <laughs> that was, that really was the funny. greatest show. Oh, my God, that was, I could watch that all over again, honestly. So, anyway, during, <laughs> I'm going to leave all your burpees. No, on. you're not. I'm embarrass you. Um, so during his space mission, Colleen sent him emails and he responded. I already read the first part, but he responded and said, Oh, I need to see you. I am having Colleen withdrawals. Must see Colleen. <laughs> man, Can you imagine that being read in court? It's so embarrassing. Me choking chicken, man choking chicken. Yes. So anyway, they were, you know, in love. Whatever. They were in lust. Or in, Let's in be whatever. honest. Yeah. So Bill insisted to Colleen that he had ended his affair with Lisa, whom she had never met. Hmm. Colleen later told the Orlando police, when he told me he had this relationship and that he broke it off with her, I asked him, are you sure that she's okay with this? Because you know how these things go. Is there going to be some crazy lady showing up at my door trying to kill me? Hmm. And he said, no, 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 she's not like that. She's fine with it. She's happy for me. Hmm. But the truth was that it was January before Bill finally brought himself to tell Lisa that his feelings for her had changed. So he told Colleen that in December, and this is already January. He didn't tell Lisa until January. Oh, my Lord. Now, in his defense, he was working a lot because he was going to space in December. Yeah. So he was gone. You know, I mean. Yeah, but it doesn't take take a lot of um, time or effort to tell the truth. I mean, you're you're right. I don't know why I'm defending him. (laughs) I mean, telling the truth is pretty. I mean, he had time to tell Colleen that he told her. Yeah. Hey, there's no, there's no, 
Like I didn't I didn't have time. Even though I would make an excuse yeah. for him if I loved him. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> we know. <laughs> It'll be like, it's fine. He just he couldn't have a phone. He didn't he couldn't oh, it was raining fin- he that broke day. His finger and he <laughs> they told him not to use his fingers while he was training for space. <laughs> he couldn't dial. And his his voice to whatever was broken. Yeah. yeah. So, so he couldn't he couldn't use guy. his phone. Yeah. That's why he hasn't called me in four days. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not because he's a dick. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> He told the Orlando police, I told her that I had met Colleen and I had fallen in love and I was just wanting to pursue an exclusive relationship with Colleen. And Lisa's reaction was purely in character of like how she always was. She was controlled, unemotional, like, okay, that's fine. I understand. That's great. I'm happy for you. But Bill said she seemed a little disappointed, but she seemed to be accepting of that. And he's Mm -hmm. just a stupid guy. So he probably wasn't like, he's like, all right, I'm going off to bang my young girlfriend you know lisa continued to call him every day and was just like nice and friendly but he was kind of like you know like yeah started not answering her calls and and like pushing her trying to yeah trying to kind of avoid her i've never had this happen by the way (laughs) ever So um, they were still in that bicycle club and training flights together so they were still seeing each other a lot yeah um, so I'm sure Lisa was, like, holding on to that. Lisa refused to accept the situation. She had ended her marriage for Bill, her 16-year oh year marriage for Bill. And then he told her he was doing the same. Right. And mm-hmm. he did. But then he met Colleen and was like, oh, never mind. You know, I'm free now. I'm going to go bang this chick. Mm. So despite some speculation surrounding why she might have snapped after their breakup, the term hardly captures... The meticulous planning that ensured over at least ensued over at least three weeks for her confrontation confrontation with Colleen. So it's not like she went crazy and drove there. She planned it mm-hmm. for almost a month. All the while, Lisa was also preparing for her role as the Capcon, the voice of mission control for the upcoming shuttle mission, initially scheduled for March, but later po- postponed to June. Utilizing her key to Bill's apartment, Lisa infiltrated his computer and uncovered Colleen's travel plans for a visit to Houston from February 1st to February 4th, along with the steamy emails between them. Crafting a detailed plan, she decided to drive to Orlando, where Colleen was due to land at 1 a.m. on February 5th after her Houston trip. Lisa meticulously printed out maps of her route, the Orlando airport, and the Cape Canaveral Neighborhood. I always want to say carnival when I read that. Cape Canaveral. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, where Colleen resi- res- res- Oh my god. Resided. Where? where Resided. Where is she coming from? I miss like. I'm... Where's Lisa coming yeah. from? Houston. Okay. So she's driving. I mean, that's a far drive. That from is Houston a far drive. to Orlando. Yeah. She compiled obsessively detailed handwritten lists of items to bring, including plastic gloves, glasses, makeup, sneakers. Black sweats, a sharp knife, a gun, binoculars, a what? baseball cap, and provisions sh- such as food, water, and a cooler for her car. Binoculars? Yeah. You mean binoculars? <laughs> <laughs> binoculars. Wait, that's... so she, do you think she's MapQuest? Back, what year is this? I think she's MapQuest. Remember, you, that's what this you would do? This is 2005. 
Yeah, like back in the day. Oh, yeah, like all your, yeah, yeah, you print them all out. It was so great. You're like, oh, my God, we're going to be on this road for 3.2 minutes. That's the greatest. Like, (laughs) oh, my God, this is so cool. Yeah. (laughs) You printed them out. You're like, oh, next page. Next page. (laughs) I know. That's so funny because, yeah, I mean, just back in the day. Oh, my God, I loved MapQuest back then. But now you think, like, with ways, you're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to go that way. It's all red, you know, like, take me another route. Mm-hmm. Or is there going to be traffic? Let me look at all the different routes. Oh yeah. See what or, time. Oh no, I like. We're like, so spoiled I, now. I want to leave. I, I want to be at this destination tomorrow at four o'clock. So tell me when to leave. Yeah. You know, and then it'll like tell you based on typical traffic, and then be like, oh, traffic's heavy. Leave at this time right. when you wake up. It's like, so oh, crazy. I love that. On February third, she embarked on her journey wearing a space diaper known as a mag, short for maximum absorption garment. Typically used it's like by... what they give you after you have a baby. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. That's exactly what I thought of. <laughs> Typically used by astronauts when they need to be in spacesuits for an extended duration, such as during a launch. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. Lisa later told the police that she wore them to avoid bathroom break- breaks. By that the time she so reached... so fucking weird. I mean... That is so weird. Like, the rest areas are right there. You pull in, you pull out. They're, like, right on the but highway. But I think if you already have that, like, mindset, like, she's an astronaut. So, to her, it's like... No, but you... I don't know. I feel like that would be smart. I, I if she's guess. trying to get there... She has, she's a busy woman. She's trying to get there quick, kill this lady, and then come back. Okay. She ain't got time for rush stops, Lynn. All right. What if she has to poop? Is she going to poop in her pants, too? Well, maybe she knew she didn't I have mean, to I mean, that's going to give her a diaper rash. Maybe she knew her poop schedule. Oh, maybe. Or maybe she did stop to poop. Okay. We don't know. Or maybe she pooped in them. Ew. They said they were used. They didn't say... She's going to get a rash if she poops in them. <laughs> That's disgusting. She, did she put in any bacitracin or any kind of, like, <laughs> diaper cream? She diaper did. Cream, yeah. She had Aquaphor all over her ass. Aquaphor all over her ass. <laughs> Lisa later told the police that she wore them to... Oh. By the time she reached Orlando, after a stopover and def... Funiac Springs, Florida, where she registered at a hotel under the alias Linda Turner, she had already gone through two of these specialized diapers. I'm like, already? That's a long trip. She only peed twice? No, she'd gone through them. That means she peed several times in them. Oh, that's true, because you you don't just pee once. I can't imagine just sitting there and being like, all right, I'm just going to let myself pee. Like, I don't know that my body would let myself pee. But even... The other thing is, like, if you're peeing in them, you have to change them. So, like, you might as well. Is she just changing them at, like, a stoplight? No, they probably have. It's probably like a baby diaper where it, like, pulls the moisture away. Because if you're an astronaut, you can't have the moisture up against your skin. So it's like. So maybe she peed in them multiple times. And then then, when is she changing them, though? Like, after a third or fourth time, she probably would pull in a rest stop and then change them. No, it said she didn't stop. Maybe she threw them out the window, changed them. No, they were in the car. Ew. But she well, she must she have changed litter. them at, like, a stoplight or something. At least she didn't litter. Yeah, I mean, that would have been disgusting. I feel sorry for Could the other people on the road. Could you imagine walking down the road and you see a big-ass diaper? diaper. I, the, I can't imagine, like, her changing her diaper while she was driving. God forbid, you know, like, she'd pull over and not kill somebody while she's doing that. I mean, maybe she did. Who knows? Meanwhile, Colleen experienced an unusual weekend with Bill in Houston. To start, she stumbled upon Lisa's bike in his apartment sparking her displeasure confronting Mm -hmm. bill about it she insisted he dispose of the bike recalling the incident she said it made me feel very uncomfortable it made me want to pull away from this relationship because it made me think that he didn't quite cut his ties maybe Mm -hmm. yeah 
I would have been like, see you later, sucker. Yeah. I ain't fucking visiting you. Don't come back over motherfucking bike. We're done. If you if you found your your boyfriend's newly ex girlfriend's bike in your apartment and knew that he was like, why is her bike in your apartment? Oh, I mean, he would have told me anything and I would have believed it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I would have been like I would have been like, Oh, okay. So her, so she was getting ready to pick it up, and she had a car accident, and she broke her arm, so she can't take the bike. That is the kind of story a guy would tell you, too. Absolutely. And I'm like, okay, do you need help? Do you want me to pick it up? (laughs) You want me to take it over to her? I don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God, look, you're the worst. I am. I would have been like, why is her bike in here? I'm going back to, where did she live? Orlando. Another incident heightened her suspicions even further. This will piss you off. While lying in bed after a night out with dinner and drinks, Bill accidentally called her Lisa. <gasps> oh, shit. That ever happened to you? I've done it before. Oh, I've done it for sure. I don't know that it's happened to me, I though. I don't know that it's happened to me either. I've definitely done it. I called. I feel like I would have remembered that. Yeah, I called. Why is that moving? Probably because my legs are on the thing. Do you see it moving? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You look cross-eyed. My microphone's moving, and I don't know why. Um, I think I called Charlie JD once, and I definitely called JD Alex. Well, you're a hoe for show. I am a hoe for show. I wish I was more of a hoe. So Lisa faced charges of attempted murder, attempted kidnapping, attempted burglary, battery, and destruction of evidence. So when she showed up the airport, that was when she drove straight there? Yeah. Okay. She drove straight to the airport. Well, she drove to Orlando, checked into the hotel. I don't know what she did at the hotel, and then went to... I'm sure she, she masturbated. Pro- she probably got there earlier earlier or something. You think she masturbated? Probably. Took her diapers off, masturbated. Yeah. yeah. Fluff that thing or something. Probably put a diaper back on. Yeah. Went to the airport. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Because she couldn't go to the bathroom if she was waiting for Colleen, because what if Colleen left? And right. She exactly. Was, like, trying to exactly. Stalk her. This marked an unprecedented event, as no astronaut had ever been arrested, let alone mm. charged with felonies. Isn't that insane? No astronaut had ever well, been I mean, arrested. They're so groomed. Oh, yeah. And they're they so, totally like, are. you know, their clearances and all that yeah. shit. I mean, they're they're not fucking, they're not going to fuck up their career. And they have to be, like... I mean, so straightly. Like, well, they can't do anything they wrong. They can't have mental issues. Yeah, Because at you're all. stuck up there forever. And right. You can't, yeah. Because so. even the little, like I was reading, like, even the littlest thing, if you were to tell, like, a psychiatrist, psychiatrist that, you know, because they have to see psychiatrists when they, before and yeah. after they go to space. If you tell them the littlest thing, then it's like, you they get a mark, you. and then they're like... You're not going to space yeah. ever again. And that makes sense, though, because they don't want somebody, like, mentally imbalanced going to space. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And fucking losing their shit and jumping out of the spacecraft. But you know what's going to make you more mentally imbalanced? Not talking about your problems. <laughs> I don't know, Rose. Just sweep that shit under the rug. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when the attempted murder charge was added, the police highlighted the detailed planning by Miss Nowak, the fact that she wore a disguise... Her prolonged surveillance of the victim, the fa- mm. fact that she passed up numerous opportunities to contact the victim. Lisa was granted release on $25,500 bill, fitted with an ankle bracelet featuring a GPS device. And, to and a diaper? Detect <laughs> any attempts to re-enter Florida. 
and led with her head covered to a hotel to prevent prevent media photographs. I'm having trouble talking now. Why? And seeing all of a sudden. <laughs> Why? I know. I'm really, I'm very tired. Like, I want to go home and just lay on the couch and do absolutely nothing tonight. <laughs> the following day, a car met her plane on the tarmac at Houston's George Bush Intercontinental Airport and transported her to a tiny, to her tidy 3,100 square foot home northeast of NASA, a residence she had once shared with a happy family. Mm. Joined by her parents, she peered out as the media storm swirled around her. Yeah, I mean, she had this nice family, and then she fucking ruined it all for Bill. Yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like he also led her on. Well, yeah, but, I mean, I guess that's what happens when you both cheating assholes, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, do you expect him, he's going to change? It, the odds are very flim. Flim, very flim. The odds are very flim. Flim, that he's going to change. On March 7th, one day before Rose Stein's birthday, <laughs> NASA delivered the news that Lisa would no longer serve as an astronaut. Mm-hmm. Poor Lisa. That's her heart. In April, Lisa began working with the staff of the Chief of Naval Air Training Command in Corpus Christi, contributing to the development of training programs. The Navy has stated that any disciplinary action against her, including charges of Fraternizing with fellow officers will be deferred until after the criminal trial scheduled for September in Orlando. So they weren't going to fire her until they had, like, right. real proof. Right. Or until she was, you know, accused. Or right, because they got to, yeah. Convicted of anything. What we understand about Lisa is that she attempted to navigate the challenging terrain. So this will kind of help you understand more about, like, her mental state, I think. Okay. So what we understand about Lisa is that she attempted to navigate the challenging terrain that very few individuals, only 14 women, have ever ventured into, balancing the role of motherhood and a career as an astronaut. I can't even imagine doing that. That had to be tough. In a 2006 interview with Ladies Home Journal, she recounted her entry into test pilot school in 1992, stating, I arrived for the very first day with a nine-month-old baby. Along the way, when I was going through all the baby training and all that, even my mother was questioning, how are you going to be able to do all these things? Well, I don't know. I'll find out as I go. In 2001, when her son Alexandra was nine, she welcomed twin girls. Oh, my God. I can't her husband that. employed in mission control, and she somehow managed to strike a balance. Described by a friend as a sincere person, a person you like to be around, and who is easy to know. To know. Lisa did not flaunt her astronaut status. Her friend said that, like, they'd go over to her house and you couldn't tell she was an astronaut. She never talked about it. Really? It was just like she just was like a normal person, you know? Huh. Like most people, if they're astronauts, you know, because they're like, I'm a fucking oh, yeah. astronaut. Well, I've been I mean, to I space. Talk about it all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Then in 2003, she endured the loss of three close classmates and friends in the Columbia tragedy. tragedy. Oh my God, I'm starting to like. It'll be fun when I do my story. In the Columbia tragedy, including a particularly dear friend, Laurel Clark, the Columbia space shuttle disintegrated upon reentry and killed all seven crew members. So Mm. this was just a couple years before, one year before she started dating Bill. So you think about like, I'm sure she was going through like a crisis in her mind. Some sort of crisis, yeah. For sure. Her all like seven of her coworkers died, including her best friend. 
And so that probably had something to do with the reason she started having an affair. Yeah. In the aftermath of the crash, yeah, Lisa... looking for some sort of comfort. Yeah, somewhere. right. Yeah, for sure. And and looking for somebody who can kind of identify with the same thing she's going through. Although, I guess her husband was also in mission control. I don't know. In the aftermath of the crash, Lisa took on the role of a casualty assistance officer for the Clark family. Jonathan Clark, Laurel's husband and a former NASA flight surgeon, remarked, she did everything. She went through everything. Navy paperwork, finances, bills, bank accounts. She took care of Ian, their son, during the months afterward. She saw mm-hmm. that what it was like to lose one of her best friends and for Ian to lose a mother. And the thing is, while Lisa was doing this, she's not home with her kids. She had two very young kids, but here she is 12 to 14 hours a day under the most difficult circumstances. I have to think it was hugely stressful. That was the husband of her best friend that died. Mm. Another um, source of concern for Lisa was the fact that despite seven years as an astronaut, she had yet to experience a space flight. In 2002, Mm. she had a brief assignment that was ultimately canceled after the Columbia crash. Colonel Buzz Aldrin, the second person to walk the moon, noted, quite a few members of Lisa's class were being chosen for space assignments. She kept missing those assignments. To be selected as an astronaut and then to sit back and not be selected for space becomes very frustrating. So in 2004, the tide turned and Lisa was designated as a mission specialist for the crew of STS-121. And suddenly her work week expanded to nearly 70 70 hours. Oh, my God. Managing her responsibilities as a mission specialist alongside alongside caring for her twin toddlers and adolescent son became an extremely stressful task, exceeding the limit of what one could reasonably accomplish with a good night's sleep. And you just think about, like, as a mother, Mm -hmm. for me, as a mother of three kids, working 40 hours a week, and then we we have the podcast on top of that. But that's nothing like being a fucking astronaut and, no. and preparing to go into space, working 70 hours a week. Because there's a lot of mental yeah. tests in that, too, I'm sure. I mean, I can't even imagine, like, the mental and, and toll it takes other, on other um, coworkers said, like, so you're, you're working these 70 hours a week, but during those hours, you don't have time to, like, answer your emails so then you go home, and that's what you're doing at home. You're, like, answering oh, emails horrible. and doing that kind of stuff. So, I mean, she was super stressed out. And then to add on the death of her best friend, and mm-hmm. that's a lot of fucking stress. Yeah, I yeah, I, I think that she is, I mean, honestly, like, rightfully having a breakdown of sorts. Yeah. So Jonathan Clark, the, the best friend's husband, he he sounds like a very smart guy. Mm-hmm. So he said it's almost um, it's almost incomprehensible how much stress there is. First, there's the fact that you're doing a high-profile job that requires a lot of travel. There are 80-hour weeks, and it's different for a woman. She takes care of the kids differently than a man. Most men are just not around, but she does not have that option. My perspective is that she puts an imme- that it puts an immense stress on a marriage. For us, it certainly did. The only way you cope with it is through incredible tolerance and flexibility. I mean, I I can't imagine that. I feel like at this, like, I don't even see Chris half the time now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine working 80 hours a week. 
Well, I mean, I used to work that. Like, what is that even? Like, when I was when I was in the restaurant, I would work up to 90. It was insane. How do you even do that? It was insane. I mean, it was very rare that I worked that much. But I worked, I never worked less than, like, 60. That's insane. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was rough. Yeah, and remember, you always talk about how stressed you were during oh that God, time. Oh, my God, I was a basket case all the time. And I had teenage girls who were, like, running me ragged. Yeah, I remember. Absolutely. So assume that Lisa was grappling with all these pressures. Now add the emotional strain of a full-fledged love affair with a fellow astronaut. Mm. Perhaps this contributed to her breakdown and the delusional attempt to intimidate her rival. But it's really impossible to know. Equally, like it's it, it's hard to know if that's that all caused this issue or if she was always mentally unstable. You know. Uh, I feel like she. I feel like if she was always mentally unstable, then she unstable. Other people would have known. They would. It would have come out earlier, mm-hmm. right? I think this was kind of like something that pushed her. Yeah. What is certain is that she kept her struggles hidden from anyone at NASA, because everyone was shocked that she. Yeah, I mean, I don't that this how, happened. I don't think you could do that from the beginning, ever. Right. Following her arrest, media outlets openly questioned her how her employer could have overlooked such profound emotional issues. The reality is that astronauts engaged in fierce competition for limited spots on the remaining shuttle missions will go to great lengths to avoid any process that might hinder their chances of flying. Patricia Santi, a psychiatrist with the former NASA flight and a former NASA flight surgeon, remarked, the whole pilot mentality is to hide these things because, generally speaking, you can't benefit from a medical condition. Right. A visit to the doctor for an annual physical is fraught with all sorts of potential problems. Mm-hmm. Now multiply that anxiety times 10 in talking to a psychologist or psychiatrist because here is something that there is no objective measurement for. It's not even a lab test they can show you. Just some guy's word that you're acting strangely. Well, right. And you can't, like, everything you say to them, you have to think about. Like, you know, when right. I go to my therapist, I'm just like, blah, like diarrhea <laughs> yeah, in the mouth, right? right? And but they have to literally think about every like, single thing. Like, how is this going to sound? Yeah. Is is this yeah, person like, going to take this? Yeah, they can't say anything right. without, like, a total, totally, Yeah, like, I mean, you probably it. can't even say, like, oh, I was stressed out when I was in space. Because it would be like, wait a second, why were you stressed out? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'm sure I something like as simple as that. I feel like people that go to space are, like, the ultimate narcissists. Because they can, like, they can fool everybody, right? Oh, like, yeah. I mean, you know, I think you have to be. Yeah, I agree. Um, there is an old saying at NASA, every astronaut dreams of strangling the very last flight surgeon with the entrails of the very last space psychologist. Oh, my God. <laughs> On November 10th, 2009, Orange County Circuit Judge Mark Lube sentenced the 46-year-old sentenced 46-year-old Lisa to a year of probation, Hmm. citing her lack of criminal history. That's what she got for attempted murder. Oh, my God. So her attorney came out saying, because you remember, like, the media circus about her wearing a diaper, and it was, like, all these jokes, the late-night TV was, like... It was, yeah, because, I mean, they showed, like, her, like, premeditation and everything, right? And he, so he was like, she she wasn't wearing a diaper. They were just in her car because she was an astronaut. But she had told the the officer after she was arrested that she wore them. Yeah. And he found two dirty ones in her car, so she had obviously worn them. So he he um he was he was a really good lawyer. Obviously, he got her yeah. a year of probation. Oh, yeah. 
She received credit for the two days served in the county jail following her arrest. As part of her probation, she had to perform 50 hours of community service and refrain from any contact with Colleen or Bill. She was also required to send Colleen a letter of apology within 10 days. Hmm. And the judge said, It's been almost three years since the events took place that caused this nightmare for Miss Shipman. You are 100% responsible. Mm. Um, Lisa had to complete an eight-hour anger management course within the first 30 days of her probation. And she had already been in counseling for a year and a half at that point, so he didn't um, order any further counseling. I don't think anger management. Well, I guess so. Maybe. Yeah. The judge said he was treating Lisa like any other defendant, expressing doubt that any judge would send the defendant to prison on a first offense. Which to me, I'm like, that was attempted murder. I know, but if if she was black and not an astronaut, she oh, yeah, she'd be in sure. jail for life. But in my opinion, like attempted murder should be tried as murder because you're trying to you're just you just sucked at it. Yeah, you just yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I agree. I I mean I agree that if I try to kill you and you survive because you're smart, that doesn't mean that I should get off for attempted murder. Yeah, you should have, like, a same punishment. Right. Absolutely. If you Just because you didn't execute it doesn't mean that right. you should have a lesser, sen- exactly. lesser sentence. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I would Col- be pissed if I was if I was the other woman, for sure. Oh, yeah, sure. Colleen was. So Colleen delivered a heartfelt victim statement during Lisa's sentencing, asserting her belief that Lisa had intended to harm her. Shortly after I turned 30 years old, Lisa Nowak hunted me down and attacked me in a dark parking lot, expressing that she is still reeling from her vis- the vicious attack and working to rebuild her life. The world as I knew it before Lisa Nowak is gone. Every stranger I see is a potential attacker. Going out in public is exhausting. Mm. She disclosed that she has undergone nearly three years of counseling, grappling, grappling with nightmares, anxiety, and health issues such as high blood pressure and chest pain stemming from this incident. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. Of course. I know. It makes total sense. I mean, yeah, the anxiety. Terrified of everyone. Prosecutors allege that Lisa drove nearly 900 miles from Houston, Texas to Orlando wearing NASA diapers to minimize stops and donning a disguise before tailing shipment from the airport's baggage claim to the parking lot in February of 2007. Lisa's attorney refuted claims that she wore diapers. Lisa maintained that she went to the airport to converse with Shipman, who had started dating Lisa's former love interest, Bill Oferlein. Colleen dismissed this assertion as at best ridiculous, asserting that Lisa, a stranger to her, had ample opportunities to engage in conversation as she stealthily followed me for hours. Mm. I'm a very friendly person, Your Honor, Shipman emphasized expressing that she would have welcomed Lisa's company over some hot chocolate while I was waiting for my suitcase to arrive. But Lisa didn't yeah. didn't approach her. She didn't want to talk. She wanted her alone so she, she yeah. could hurt her. Yeah, well, she could have talked to her that whole yeah, two right. hours. Right. And she saw her in the airport yeah. sitting there the whole time. She knew she was there. Mm. She recounted the terrifying incident in the dark parking lot, detailing her realization that Lisa was telling her and that she heard the swishing of Lisa's pants. I'm sure she hears that, like, every night, you know? I would, too, yeah. Colleen highlighted the added stress on her and her family due to media attention and scrutiny. Prior to sentencing, Lisa turned to Colleen and apologized sincerely. I am sincerely sorry for causing fear and misunderstanding and of all of the intense public exposure that you have suffered. I hope very much that we can all move forward from this with privacy and peace. 
The judge also instructed Lisa to stay away from Bill after Shipman claimed to have found a book with suggestive notes from Lisa despite a no-contact order. Oh, jeez. The judge explicitly stated, no books, no messages, no poems, nothing. Mm. And Lisa responded, it's not a problem. Colleen transitioned from the military, and Bill was released from the astronaut corps. They are now married with a son, residing in Anchorage, Alaska, where they operate a company named AdventureWrite as freelance writers and photographers. So um, Colleen, I didn't put this in here, but Colleen wrote a book. Uh And it's basically, I think it's a... um, fiction book but it's it's basically the this story huh yeah so they have their own um publishing company they now live in alaska yeah they live in anchorage interesting yeah you might know them uh, not me <laughs> that's really interesting though yeah so i mean i'm glad i mean i guess and it doesn't seem like away, she ever yeah uh, yeah, they tried to move as far away as possible. Yeah, I mean, they did. And it doesn't seem like Lisa ever tried to contact them or anything, so. I still would be looking over my shoulder all the time. Which makes you? me which makes me think that Lisa really did have, like, a mental break and was yeah. like, oh, my God, I can't believe I fucking did yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, if she hasn't reached out, like, she, he devastated her and she was yeah. in a bad place. And yeah. She, like, lost her shit. Yeah. Maybe I mean, I, I truly that think that's what happened, again. you know? Yeah. And weird. and I'm not excusing her because that's not fair to Colleen that No, it's not that happened, but, but I mean I feel like so the thing is is that so Colleen ends up marrying him knowing yeah. that he basically did this to her. Right. Well I mean, don't you think that he has don't you think that he has um some don't you think he has some responsibility in this? I think he does in I don't think he has any responsibility in Lisa attacking. No. Yeah, Colleen. But I, mean, but he's I do leading think them both he has. On. Yeah, responsibility in not telling Lisa sooner. Yeah. And then and having that affair with Lisa, and then suddenly seeing something younger and hotter, and being like, and I don't know. I I have mixed feelings because, on the one hand, it's like, who knows what his marriage was like? Right. So it could have been like just not great and then he you know met lisa and they started flirting and then started having an affair and that's that's okay i mean i'm not excusing that but and that was kind of his out of his marriage like because he did leave his wife so it's like he was or his wife left him i guess but it's like it was going to end anyway i feel like and then once he was kind of free of that, he was like, wait, there's something better and hotter right. here. Like it's not, it doesn't, well, I mean, they, but they like maybe, fell in love, I yeah. use that with air quotes, because they were both like not happy and they found happiness with each other. And then yeah. he realized, wait a minute, this isn't really happiness. This is just a way a diversion. out. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. And so, um, but still, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, she married, I don't know that I would, I don't know that I would have stayed with him because I feel like. I don't know. I mean, I don't know everything, so. Yeah, and it's hard to say, like, right, because from the outside reading about it, it's kind of gross. Like, yeah, yeah, like you you made this woman leave her husband. Well, she didn't make her, but you led this woman on. She left her husband, and then you. You, like, kicked her to the curb. Kicked her to the curb for someone younger. Right, and and she had nothing at that point. She had given up her marriage. Like, she had nothing left. And I think that's gross, but at the same time, I'm like, that's why you don't 
think that the grass is always greener on the other side. Right. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. So Lisa, I mean, I don't know. I think if you're cheating on your spouse, there's a reason. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, absolutely. Obviously, you're not I, happy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, yeah, there's I a mean, lot of details that are kind of in a yeah. gray area for this. So, And it's hard to know if you're not, like, in it. I, I do get the kind of a gross feeling for Bill. Like, that's yeah. kind of gross what he did. and and Oh, for sure. He cheated on his wife, and then he cheated on Lisa. Yeah. With Colleen. So he's a cheater. But maybe he learned his lesson after. I don't know. <laughs> she I mean, tried how do you trust Colleen. him? I don't get it. I mean, like, I don't I don't know that I would trust him. I mean, maybe he's still a cheater. Who knows? Probably. Hard to tell. I'll get, uh, maybe we should spy on them. You think so? We yeah. should move to Anchorage and we become spies? We should visit Anchorage and, like, do some stealth detective work. That's a good idea. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So that was really good, Rose. Thank you. I've always wanted to know more about that story. Story. I, I just think it's very interesting that nobody ever talks about her mental state. Like it's always yeah. like, oh, this crazy ass. I know, but it's like woman wore a diaper and, I rem- and tried to kill this other woman. No, but I remember like hearing something about you know how he like basically just dumped her, and I was like, oh, that's bullshit. No yeah. wonder why she was fucking psycho. Right. Like, I mean, it's just, yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, you don't I, know the backstory of her, right. that her best friend had just died. Yeah, there's so much. And a bunch of co-workers. And then she's, you know, tra- doing all this training for all these hours. Really so much intense. stress. Yeah. yeah. And as a mother, I think it's just, it is different. Like, I hate to say that because, uh, you know, Chris, like, Chris does so much. Mm-hmm. And... But it's different for a mother. Oh, no, absolutely. The mental load for a mother is so different because, yeah, you're working. She's working 18 hours a day, but she's still thinking, having to think about doctor's appointments and summer camp and school and and all this shit. Absolutely. It's like everything. You know, he's going to work and he's not thinking about any of that. No, he goes to work and he's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Right. I mean, it it doesn't it doesn't. and And it is changing. Things are getting, I think changing in that way yeah. every with every generation but it is it's just a lot for a mom no i agree i agree i feel very strongly it's, on this topic it's no it's 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 a crazy story for sure yeah. so if you guys like that we know you did uh, make sure you follow us if you're not already on instagram facebook and tiktok at no ordinary women pod and on the X at no ord o r d women pod, and you can email us at lynn.pantillo at no ordinary women or rose.stein at no ordinary women um, Let us know if you have any suggestions of people you'd like us to cover because we always we love suggestions and make sure you go onto your podcast platform give us a follow rate and review us until next week bye Bye.